Retro Rebel Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs by visiting TempleofGeek.com. Although no one will see this for at least a month, but it will make no sense when it happens, and I can't wait. <laughs> so, um, Mark, you are a beloved fan of RPGs, and that's why we have you on the show today, because our main topic is the 30 best RPGs of all time, according to videogamer.com. But we have a tradition here where we start off by talking about what we're playing right now. So what are you playing at this moment? So my main game, I guess, would be Horizon Forbidden West, which is the superb sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a very beautiful game on the PlayStation. I was one of those lucky people who happened to get the PlayStation 5 on release day and have taken full advantage. Uh, I've got a, a young family, and at home we're playing Sushi Go, which I learned on BGA and got so fed up with losing at Snakes and Ladders at home, I thought I'd introduce a harder game. And I'm now losing at that as well. So between Sushi Go, Dungeon Mayhem, and Horizon Forbidden West, I'm basically losing. But having fun doing it. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's all that matters. I, I wouldn't say that I win a lot of games, but I I like the games that are still fun when you lose. Um, have you played Marrakesh on BGA at all? No, I haven't yet. No, I am... Um... I've, I've been playing silly games like Battleship and Monster Puzzle and, and things like that. I, I like BGA when I'm feeling really stressed at work and I just need to switch off for five minutes and do something really, really silly. So I, I Listen, there's, there, that's, it's perfect for that, really. I've been playing Marrakesh because um, guest host Holly, who we had on last week, showed me how to play the game the other day. And it, it's the stupidest fun. You're like a rug salesman and you want your rugs on display more than other people's rugs. So you're putting your rugs on top of their rugs. And, and if they land on your rug, they've got to pay you a tax because like, how dare they? It's quite funny. It's a stupid little game, but I think it's interesting to um, have a game that takes place in a culture that many board games don't represent at all. So I think that's quite interesting, and it's a silly bit of fun. Like, but I've been playing it obsessively. I would say for hours for the last like two or three days. Have you ever been to Marrakesh or or a bazaar, sort of a, a, any an African bazaar? Yeah, so I went to Morocco on a work thing when I used to work for casinos, and um, yeah, it it was quite an unusual, quite an unusual experience but i didn't get to go to the big bazaar so i only saw the street markets in the outside towns where people are selling meat off of blankets in the dirt like it's quite different experience from the more commercial bazaars you know yeah the in egypt we went to one of the bazaars and it's mind-blowing I mean, you also have to be quite careful because there were also people playing with asps and cobras as well. So you really didn't want to put your hands down without first being sure that you were at the right sort of area and having detailed conversations about haggling. It's, it's not a particularly British thing to haggle. We're not very good at it. So, of course, when you go to cultures where the whole economy is based on some sort of bartering system, you just look completely out of place. It's like, yeah, I'm just whatever. Tell me what it's going to cost. Let's get this done. Yeah, I, to be fair, I don't really like to haggle ever. Um, and there's quite unusual words for haggle in the States. Like when my mom will do it, like on the rare occasion, she refers to it as dickering. 
And I just find that so weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it's a boomer thing. <laughs> you also wouldn't want to be misheard either. So, I mean, it's a high-risk phrase, depending on what yeah. you are. So. High-risk, no reward. Um, well, listen, it sounds like we're dipping our toes into various sorts of gaming arenas over the last couple of days. Um, today, we're going to be immersing ourselves in RPGs. The best of all time is a big statement, and I think you and I can already agree that this list does not represent either of our beliefs in terms of the best of all time. No, I think I, I think that probably the top five, maybe even ten RPGs of all time are not represented here. And there's always going to be when you've got series like Might and Magic, Elder Scrolls, Final Fantasy, people are going to have their favourites. And it's it's quite right that one Elder Scrolls is represented, one Final Fantasy. Otherwise, you know, you could have a list with Final Fantasy 1 through 15 and it would be pointless. So I do feel that where you get to that, that becomes a bit more subjective. But there are titles here, you know, the, the most obvious one being Baldur's Gate, which I think if you were to have asked the average RPG gamer what is the best of all time Baldur's Gate 2 would probably win if not Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic oh Torment you know yeah. these are titles that are just not represented here and it doesn't show you really the genre defining steps that RPGs because despite my youthful complexion and ridiculous hat I have been playing computer games since the start of the RPG gaming so I, I have played throughout the, from Lords of Midnight in the early 80s, all the way through to you know, Dragon Age. Again, another brilliant title not represented on this list. Yeah, so bizarre that it's not on there. Well, I tell you what, um, the reason why we are going through this list, which we both agree is incomplete, is because this is one of Google's top results when you search for one of the RPGs of all time. So people running into this list, hopefully uh, our podcast might be a different resource with different topics and, and different games covered. Um, instead of what they provide, but we'll go through and pick out, you know, what they've done well, what they've done poorly. We'll start with number 30, we'll go up to number one, and then we'll talk about, in our experience, in addition to the games that you just mentioned, which are absolute classics, I mean, every single Dragon Age except for two should be on the list, in my opinion, you know, um, what's missing from this list. I will say that videogamer.com is a, a game review website from the not, from the, um, the naughties. So any games before then that didn't have a re-release are not going to be on this list, which is a huge detriment to people interested in the RPG as a genre because they're missing out on pretty much anything that came out before the original uh, Xbox and um, the PSP sort of era. But we'll go through starting at 30. We won't spend too much time on each one because it is a big list and we have lots of games to add to this that are missing from this list, but we'll just get impressions. You're much more prolific in RPGs than I am, even though it is my favorite genre, um, simply because I'm limited to just having an Xbox and a PC. So any PlayStation, Nintendo, whatever, I've never played it. So um, that means that the very first two on this list, number 29, number 30, Pokemon Heart Gold, Pokemon Soul Silver for the Nintendo DS. I've never played those games. No, so, I mean, and you know, this is what we were saying earlier. You know, Pokemon then features again at fourteen and fifteen. I mean, are you really saying that Pokemon should take up four spots on a list? You know, I think one of the issues with Pokemon is it's more of a collection game it's a game that's designed to reward you for collecting and evolving your creatures pokemon rather than perhaps the more sort of party creation you know classes races and all that that i think perhaps is what you would look for in an rpg or certainly many people would look for that sort of character evolution this is simply a leveling up game or these sorry are simply leveling up games can i evolve my pokemon can i you know evolve my trainer or get my trainer some experience and that's kind of it which is i guess the nintendo ds is designed for quick gaming you know it's not designed necessarily for the massive hours that you might put into an xbox or a playstation 
So, you know, yeah, let's go and find a couple of Pokemon. Let's go and have a quick couple of battles done in 12 minutes. Yeah, mm. fine, okay. I mean, I would argue that Pokemon isn't really a role-playing game. I would argue it's an adventure game more than anything else. Yeah, I, w- I would say, I mean, it's, it's always difficult, isn't it? You know, where do you draw the line between strategy, RPG, tactics? You know, th- th- there's going to be things that straddle the line. And, you know, Pokemon is incredibly popular with, I can't, you know, younger generations. Sadly, I'm now old enough that there are younger generations. In fact, there's probably younger, younger generations as well. But... You know, I, I think Pokemon probably does deserve a place because it probably has introduced a different age of people into this. It, 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 we might argue it's you know adventure or whatever, but it, it does appeal to a, a younger audience because traditionally, and I think this is something you and I will discuss as we go on, RPGs are sodding difficult. They're not yeah. designed for quick play. And I think one of the things that we have seen is that RPGs have got more straightforward. Back in the the old days, so uh, let's briefly talk about Elder Scrolls, which we're going to come on to. But in the original Elder Scrolls arena, every major dungeon had a riddle. And you couldn't progress in the dungeon until you solved the riddle. There were no hints. You had to solve it. There was no internet. You couldn't look Mm. it up. You literally had to solve it. Well, that was as far as you could go in the game. So yeah, this is a new thing. So... Yeah, does Pokemon deserve a place? If it does, it's right at the bottom. I mean, I can't. Between the... <laughs> I think it's at the bottom off this list, like number 50 or something. But even then, I think it, it's loose. Whereas 28, 27, 26, which are all different fallouts, and I'll go through each one in a second just so that the listeners are clear. I think Fallout, indisputable RPG indisputable like it's it's so customizable it's so unique so 28 is fallout 3 broken steel it's an add-on for fallout 3 then 27 is fallout new vegas i was obsessed with this game and i won big in the casino but we can talk about that later uh fallout 3 the pit is an add-on but it's an add-on for fallout 3 um those are all from the playstation 3 xbox 360 pc generation i mean indisputable but like that is a great rpg the whole fallout franchise i can't think of one that i've played that i didn't like i don't think i played the very first one so i don't think it was on console yeah i mean absolutely couldn't agree more you know fallout is a modern good quality rpg and i think one of the things that frustrates me with this list is it includes add-ons how can an add-on beat some of the games that we've talked about that aren't even on the list? I mean, you would say, because you see Fallout 3 again appears at, at number 18 as a whole. I mean, you just say, look, Fallout 3, with or without add-ons, is a great game, deserves to be yeah. on the list. You know, yeah, 18, 20, somewhere around that would, would seem sensible to me. I wouldn't be individually listing the add-ons as, you know, great new things to do. And I think Fallout is one of those games that really has a strong following and I, for good reason it's it's a strong game it's not ludicrously difficult but as we've already discussed i think my definition of difficult is going to be very different to to other people's definitions of difficult so mm. yeah absolutely deserves to be on the list good game which i'm sure you're gonna have some opinions about number 25 demon souls for the ps3 being, if I'm reading this correctly, the only Souls game on this list. It is, and that in and of itself, I mean, let's look at the most modern Souls game, or or quasi-Souls game, which is Elden Ring. You know, Elden Ring has now got just a huge following, including my 75-year-old father, who plays it about 12 hours a day, six days a week, and if he's not playing it, He's watching it on YouTube and everything else. I mean, my father is basically a gamer because that's all he does. He's, he's retired, obviously, and you know, plays that. And that is his game at the moment. I always struggled, you know, with the Souls games. I don't like dying. I've always considered dying in a game a failure. And particularly, again, in the older games, dying was, well, quite literally terminal. You know, there wasn't the sort of resurrection oh yeah it doesn't matter if you die once go back and pick up your body and you know all shall be all shall be forgiven it's like (laughs) 
no, I don't want to. I don't want to die in the first place. So, you know, I, I cannot see how this is the only Demon Souls or any Souls game in this list. I don't think it would even be. You know, Souls, I mean, the PlayStation Five, as you know, launched Soul. The Soul game was the launch game. It was, you know, it was that or Astro's Playroom. Now, Astro's Playroom was was great. It was free. Came with it, came with it. But you know, is Demon Souls? The right one for the system, in my opinion, no, it's not. Does does a Souls game deserve to be on there? Absolutely. Again, as a as a, a, a quite a new style of genre in that death is encouraged, rewarded. Mm. One might argue inevitable. Yeah. And you know, I, I do think one of them deserves to be on there, but I, I don't think it's this one. But it's an interesting question about remastering. Mm. So obviously things like Final Fantasy VII have been remastered for the PlayStation 5. They're redoing Star Wars Knights of the Republic. You know, how do you rank a remaster against the original? Because obviously it's it's similar game, but souped-up graphics, souped-up response, you know. You've got more buttons. You, you probably remember the original Sega Mega Drive. You had ABC, up, down, left, right, ABC. That, that was your the limitation of your options. So, yeah, I think... Souls isn't one of my types of games. I say I don't like it. Um, I don't really spend much time on them because I don't like dying. Um, but unquestionably in the list, yes, absolutely. But again, pretty low down. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, at the time, so I, pull, I pulled this list on the 18th of April, 2022. At that point, this website for sure would have had time to get a review out for Elden Ring, which has been out over, what, two weeks now? And um, they would have had one for Dark Souls as well, which has been out for years. So it is surprising to see that their review-based ranking system put Demon Souls at 25 and doesn't have either of those other two on the list. And what's even more surprising for me, because number 24 is, that is my bag, baby. The original PC version of The Witcher is the one in this list. Not The Witcher 3, not The Witcher 2. Like neither of those, which are, in my opinion, play much better and are more interesting and, you know, have better expansions and all sorts. No, nah, the original Witcher, that's what you get. <laughs> yep, that's it. Go in at number one. And I'm one of those people that if I can, like when they released Final Fantasy 1 to 6 on the iPhone, I was like, yes, I can do the whole, you know, I can start Final Fantasy 1, which I'd never done before. And I was like, well, why would you do that? You know, obviously the newer games are beautiful and, and more expansive. So, no, if I'm going to play the series, I'd, I'd, I'd like to play the first game. So I don't think there's anything wrong with The Witcher. I don't think it was a, it was a weak game particularly. I, I, I might agree with you that it's not as good as the sequels. Um, but again, that's, that's, I think, the problem here. If, if this website said, look, The Witcher and its sequels deserve a place on its list. And by the way, if you're going to play The Witcher series, perhaps number two is the best one just throwing it out there, then that would be yeah. really helpful to people. Say, look, this is a good series of games, but if you're only going to play one of them, pick. we would suggest you pick this one. Then I think this is the problem with lists auto-generated based on ranking their review scores. Because I think even if the people who made the website videogamer.com, they looked at this list and was like, oh, wait a minute. Like if there was any curation whatsoever, I think they would have put whole franchises in, but definitely put other Witcher games in besides this one because they are, like, better. And nowhere else does The Witcher appear in this list. And The Witcher, to date, as far as I'm aware, is one of the most popular video games of all time, not just this genre. No, absolutely. I mean, The Witcher series, whether it be the books, the films, the games, you know, it has a massive following and incredibly popular and yeah a, a good game deserves to be on the list but the way they've done the list makes you question quite why it's on the list as it is <laughs> well following on with what we have at the moment so number 23 now i've never played this have you played no, it I've, chrono trigger i've never played i've never heard of it until i read the list and i was like nope i mean and nintendo games i don't really play pc games i play a lot of so i'm surprised i hadn't heard of it if it's number 23 on the all-time list of RPGs. So, you know, not to say that I know everything, far from it, but, you know, I can't really comment, but 
I would be amazed given the conventions, the chats, conversations, all the gamers that you and I both know never come up in conversation. So I'll just read a little description just because neither of us have played it. And this is from uh, the Google listing. And it says, a newly developed teleportation device malfunctions at the Millennial Fair. A young chrono must travel through time to rescue his misfortunate companion from an intricate web of past and present perils. It's a swashbuckling adventure that ensues, soon unveils as an evil force set to destroy the world triggering Chrono's race against time to change the course of history and bring about a brighter future. So it seems like a maybe RPG action adventure sort of crossover. Yeah, I mean, you lost me when you started talking about Chrono and race against time. Anyone who puts that sort of level of pun or lack of level of pun into the description deserves to have no regard whatsoever. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that was Google or the developers trying to say. Young, young hero, young protagonist has good thing, bad things happen, and they've got to do something quickly before the world comes to an end. I mean, that, that pretty much sums up 50% of the games. Yeah, it checks out. And it doesn't use the word dragon. And if it doesn't use the word dragon, then it's immediately going down on my list. I mean, it's, it has to be dragon. <laughs> All right, well, um, moving on to 22. Have you played Star Ocean The Last Hope? It's a JRPG for PC, PS3, PS4, and Xbox 360. No, I haven't. But I, it's, it's a square, I know it. I know this one. You know, it is a Square Enix game. They're generally very good games it's, it's got a, a number of components to it you know it's been around since i think 1996 so you know it is a very very long lasting series of games so obviously has a, a following but no not not one i've ever played in, in any of the formats uh, listen i don't play rpgs as a general or jrpgs as a general rule it's just not an art style that i really enjoy um but I, if it's on this list, it's probably a more decent representation. I think the closest thing to a JRPG I played recently was Monster Hunter World. Yeah, I, mean, I, like I, that, I, I played Monster Hunter World and I was like, nah, it's not for me. It, it wasn't for me. Um, okay, so moving on to number 21. And for number 21, we will also be covering number 16 and number 17. Because, uh, oh, and number 7, because it's on the list so many times. This is Elder Scrolls Oblivion. So number 21 is the game of the year edition. The standard edition is at number seven yeah. for God knows what reason. And then the Knights of Nine expansion and the Shivering Isles expansion are number 16 and 17. Yeah. Elder Scrolls Oblivion is a great game, but where is Skyrim? Where is Skyrim? Skyrim wouldn't feature him. Now, you know, I would say Elder Scrolls 4 is probably the weakest or the second weakest of the Elder Scrolls series again i've played all the elder scrolls um right back from arena and again you know i don't say that my opinion's worth any more than anyone else's it's clearly subjective but most people i talk to would say elder scrolls 2 daggerfall is the best of the elder scrolls series but what does one mean by best i mean clearly it's not as customizable it's not as open world it's not as pretty you know but at the time it was one of the games to go to and in fact you know, you can get it now on sort of abandoned wear. And I played it again not that long ago. And I like the Elder Scrolls series. I mean, Morrowind, which was number three, is probably my favourite. Um, although it is possible to complete Morrowind in about 12 minutes. So if you ever want, if you ever bored, watch How to Complete Morrowind from the start <laughs> in 12 minutes. And you're like, yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, Oblivion's a great game. I think I played as a Blood Elf Assassin or something like that from, from vague recollection. And you know, I've always liked them. I've loved the way that they have some fairly out there races. You know, it's not your standard list necessarily. You can always pick a couple of new things. You know, as you say, how on earth game of the year is number 21 and standard is, is number seven. Elder Scrolls probably in the top five to 10 RPG genres out there um i can't wait you know i was disappointed when they when they went online i was really hoping for an older scroll six you know and i would have, would have spent mega hours although i would have had to fight my father for it because unquestionably he would have done it first and then <laughs> every single quest you know and and all the side quests but yeah as i said earlier it was elder scrolls one and not only did you have to solve the riddle 
these had to be really specific. And one of the answers, I think, was hourglass or egg timer, but it wouldn't accept the other answer. So unless you use the exact right phraseology, you weren't getting anywhere. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it, again, this is in the pre-internet days. So it really was you against the game. There, there was nothing more to it. I mean, I, I think RPGs can be subdivided in sort of single character and multi-character. Because obviously in, in many RPGs, you play as as one person in some, you know, in some you have a select, you know, a group or a selection. Um, in others, Dragon Age, for example, you know, you can go out and find companions and then sort of cycle between them as to who you want to have on your list. So I think I quite like that. I like having a, a main protagonist and then the ability to have some companions to add different abilities because otherwise, if you pick a rogue, for example, and it's something like Elder Scrolls, well, you're a rogue for the entire game. You don't really get to experience the joys or tragedies of being a mage or a tank or whatever it is you're going to be. Whereas I prefer you know, the Dragon Age style where you might want to be a rogue, but you can put a wizard and a tank in your party and cycle between them so that you get to experience that, that wider game style. Because otherwise it's just saying, replay me. And a, a game as big as Elder Scrolls, you're not going to replay. Not unless you can clone yourself. Yeah, I, I think you don't have that much time like to go through and do experience the game in multiple ways. Um, I, I was just quickly looking through to try to find my um, achievements for Skyrim because um, I it's one of the few games that I have come close to completionists you know what i mean oh, I, I, but I am, um, absolutely i am a completionist so you know dragon age for example i've, I've completed all of them um and, and done everything on them so I'm a, I'm a big fan i don't get time now with a, a young family to, to play much so i'd rather play a game and play it properly all the way through and i mentioned earlier i think that in my opinion Again, very subjective. RPGs have got more straightforward. I mean, I've completed Dragon Age on Nightmare. I didn't. It, it wasn't much of a challenge. You know, yes, some of the battle scenes, particularly towards the end, were long and you did require some thought. But they were. It, it, it as a game isn't particularly saying this is impossible. You know, if you want to play Nightmare, go back to the original Doom, grab a chainsaw, put it on Nightmare mode, and see if you can last ten minutes because. <laughs> Forget it. No chance. Forget it. So yeah. So now we get on to okay. The well, um, yeah, I, I do think it's interesting once again that some of the arguably more popular versions of the Elder Scrolls franchise aren't on here. I mean, even the Elder Scrolls, um, even the Elder Scrolls Online, like they have other MMORPGs on this list. I'm surprised they don't have that. It's not a terrible um, game, and I would argue is more of an RPG than Pokemon is. So, uh, and there's lots of Pokemon on this list, as, as we'll see later. But let's move on to number 20. So I have never played any Final Fantasy, so I'm leaning on you completely for this. So um, this is Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII for the PSP, the worst-selling console, in my opinion, of all time. Um, I haven't actually looked at the stats. That's anecdotal. <laughs> I think it's, it's probably a, a fairly good guess. And I say, you know, Final Fantasy, again, has to be on the list and top, you know, high up on the list in terms of the genre. Uh, Final Fantasy VII... The main game has just been, well, fairly recently, last year, re-released on the PlayStation 5. Um, I think, again, I, I've looked at lists of best Final Fantasy games. Seven and nine are, are usually the two that are quoted. Again, it's very subjective as to, as to what you enjoy. I mean, I enjoyed playing one to six on the iPhone. And, and for anybody who you know wants to have something that they can sit on their commute and play for 15 minutes each way a day, then... Absolutely, I think they were like fifteen pounds for the six games or something. So mm. it, that that was good fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think Final Fantasy VII deserves a place. I, I ignoring the facts on the PSP. Let, let let's just ignore that fact and let's let <laughs> look at the gaming as a whole. You know, I would put it much higher. I mean, we're going to come on to it, but we've got you know 
Paper Mario at number six. So let, let's, you know, have some... Yeah, like, so Final Fantasy, what is that? 12? 12? Yeah. Uh, it, on the PS2, is it number nine? I don't know. I just think it's weird to because cri- this specifies Crisis Core. Yeah. So it must be some sort of I don't know expansion or variant for the PSP. No idea. Very weird that it's on the list. I think any Final Fantasy fans would expect a full title on a regular console or PC to take precedence, but <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it, it's. It's it's a prequel. It's an it's a, it's, a, it's an addition, but it's a prequel. So mm. it's, you know how do how do we get to the situation where Cloud, who is the protagonist of Final Fantasy VII, you know, rocks up? So yeah. I, I I just don't understand why it's on here. It's a terrible console, in my opinion. It's not a, a great version of what is a superb genre, absolutely superb. And I mean, my sister who's only about 100 yards from where I'm sitting right now, has played all the Final Fantasies, absolutely raves, would say that they are her favourite of all time. You know, so... Yeah. Um, and I can guarantee you she wouldn't put this anywhere near the list. She'd probably put... <laughs> Which is fair enough. And and we'll, I mean, we'll stop saying it, but obviously this should have been handled in a franchise manner. And and if that's the case, then I think its position in, in the top 10 is is more accurate to how important the franchise is than being down here at uh 20 yeah well i mean 19 is going to be controversial (laughs) yeah so number 19 so not only have they put an mmorpg in here they've put the biggest mmorpg of all time and they've put an expansion which in my personal opinion as someone who played world of warcraft for many many years is not as good as cataclysm and I said it. So um, they put World of Warcraft Wrath of the Lich King for the PC at number 19. It It's an MMORPG. They have a list for MMORPGs. So I do think it's weird that it's on here. It's not the MM, only MMORPG on this list. But specifying Wrath of the Lich King, in my opinion, is a bit weird. Because yeah, why not, Cataclysm. Why not just World of Warcraft? I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, used to love fair enough. the strategy games the warcraft games although we talk about when things were remastered when they remastered warcraft 3 i think it's been voted the worst remastering edition ever of anything so you know that was very disappointing because you know it was a great story people really got into warcraft you know back in the original warcraft thing it was orcs v humans and then we started to add in some undead and we added in some elves and then Obviously, you know, it, it spans everything. You've got Hearthstone now as the card game based based on it. Mm. I gave up Hearthstone. I was like, basically, I'm going to have to have a life or Hearthstone because it's... <laughs> I used to play it at the gym. Yeah. It was it was good for mindless stuff on the treadmill. So I, um, yeah, I, once I'd Legend won on, on both Standard and Extended, whatever it was called at the time. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I'm done. I took a photo. I took a photo. <laughs> Listen, World of Warcraft is a great game, but I don't believe that it belongs on this list because the RPG elements were not as important as the guild and the cooperation and the. Do you know what I mean? Like I the things that make it an MMORPG were more important than the things that make it an RPG. So. And I struggled with that's that. You know, I don't play MMOs particularly. I have dabbled in World of Warcraft, but I don't. You know, I play a game, I play an RPG because I want escapism. It's like reading a book. Now, I know you and I have very different views on books, um, and that that might be a separate podcast of its time where we play books versus games. Um, (laughs) But it's, you know, escapism, and I don't actually want human interaction at that point. You know, I want to, you know, become the greatest wizard of all time or the most nimble Yeah. I, I don't think MMOs offer that escapism. Listen, when I play The Witcher, when I play Dragon Age, when I play those games, I want to be alone. I want to immerse myself in the world, and that's great. But when I play an MMORPG, I want to be the top guild on the server. I want to be min-maxed. I want to have the best equipment. I want to show pe- the, it off in the most social town center. I want to have events with real-life people. It's a totally different experience for me, so I, I would say this is a no. Yeah, no, I, w- I would agree. I, would, I wouldn't have it on the list, and then um it's fine. okay so uh 
18, 17, 16, 15, and 14 we've already talked about, but I'll just read them off for the people keeping track at home. So 18 is Fallout 3 for the PC, PlayStation 3, and the Xbox 360. We already talked about Fallout 3. Um, 17 and 16 are the expansions for Elder Scrolls 4, uh, the Knights of the Nine, and the Shivering Isles. And then 15 and 14 are Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl for the Nintendo DS. Once again, we suggested that's a collection stroke adventure game, maybe not a true RPG. So moving on to the next one on the list that we haven't spoken about, number 13. One of my favorite franchises of all time is Fable. And this is Fable 2 for the Xbox 360. I have played this game from start to finish at least three or four times. I, I absolutely love it. I try to do something different every time and be a different person. I, you know, what, really have gone crazy with, with Fable in general. And what makes it so good for you? What, what makes you want to have that replayability? The, I feel like the one thing that Fable does that other RPGs don't really do is the world reacts to you. Like, that is dope. When you go into a town, they're all, like, running and screaming away and stuff. Or, like, you know, they, they all hate you. Or they all love you and give you gifts and presents. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Where were these adoring fans my whole life, you know? Um, I think that is what Fable does for me. It's It's not only how your character changes, but how the world changes in reaction to you. Very cool. Yeah, I... I do like that, and let's let's talk about Dragon Age because we both love Dragon Age. It's a crime that's not on the list. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely disgusting that it's not on the list. Uh, Dragon Age, my I'll tell you right now, all I want to do is romance every possible person. Exactly I have so many save files, and that's exactly where I was going because your actions opened up or closed story arcs with your companions now. That was one of the things that made Dragon Age such a great game. I mean, leaving aside the probably traditional male fantasy of lesbian elves, which probably men have had since, you know, they started watching elves, um, (laughs) you know, it was fantastic that the way that you acted, the choices that you made, made huge differences to what your party would do. And yeah, you know, when you're playing the original Dragon Age, you all want to get your kit off with Miranda... And, you know, well, okay, from a male perspective, that was that was the idea, you know, but... It- no, nah, man, Zevrin. Zevrin all day. He still has my heart. That is the first and only time I have cried in a game. But, you know, spoilers for a 20-year-old game, Zevrin fucks off, and it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and that, I, I can see what you're saying about Fable. I've never played it, because um, I've never had an Xbox. But it's really good when what you do has an impact on other people's reaction to you and and that i think adds complexity to a game as well because if you get it wrong which is in dragon age it's mm. very easy to do it's very easy to follow the wrong story arc and upset yeah so again spoiler alert if you kill somebody's mother they're generally not going to like you very much <laughs> fair, and again fair enough might, might leave. Yeah, no, Fable has um, also really good English sub-national uh, regional dialects, which is very rare for a game, I feel like. Like, there's a town, I think it's called Oldwood, maybe, and, oh, by the way, you can have little husbands and wives in every single town, but if they find out about each other, then they're going to divorce you. It's quite, it's, it's really funny, like, how the world works, but um, there's a guy in like Oldwood and, and he was my husband in the game. And like every time you would go to do naughty things with him, he'd be like, it's not even my birthday. And I loved it. Like it was great. <laughs> Crack me up. <laughs> I've never forgot it. A very old game, world building game called Beasts and Bumpkins. And basically you were world building. And it, you know, it was like, do you fancy a bit of rough and tumble tonight? And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So um, another big franchise that's here several times on the list. Now, I have never had a Nintendo product, so I've never played it. But I know that it's good because I've watched it played. Uh, It's number 12, The Legend of Zelda, The Phantom Hourglass on the Nintendo DS. Then we scroll up a little bit, and we've got The Legend of Zelda, The Twilight Princess at number 5. And The Legend of Zelda, The Ocarina of Time for the GameCube at three. So 
huge places on this list for Zelda. But I would argue it's not an RPG. (laughs) I mean, I I would run the same argument, perhaps with less musicality. But (laughs) yeah, Zelda. I would say it's an action adventure for sure. It defined, in my opinion, the action adventure genre. It is not. It it shouldn't be on this list. I mean, what is what is RPG about it? I mean, if you would say that. Because you're playing as somebody else, it is always role play. Well, Doom should be on this list because <laughs> God, that's, could you imagine? Definitely not an RPG for anyone who hasn't played it. So, you know, it is quite frankly ridiculous when you're trying to suggest RPGs to people. Yeah. To say, go look at Zelda. It's, I don't think it is at all. Yeah. Top ten. Forget genre, forget game types. It's number three. How dare you? Yeah, but if you would suggest game types, forget forget combat, strategy, roleplay, whatever. Zelda would be one of the most iconic names in computer games. Mm. You know, and I think that's what's happened. They said somebody's voted for for Zelda. You know, well, it shouldn't. It it doesn't qualify. It 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 doesn't fulfil the criteria albeit loosely for mm. an RPG. No. So And and it's not the only one in the top tens that I think doesn't. Well Adam, I think, you I think know? well we're gonna come on to number ten. Yeah, we'll we'll come on to it. We'll come on to it. Right, so um, number eleven, I've never played it. Have you played it? Dragon Quest yes. um eight? Yeah. So again, yeah, back in the PlayStation two, um which was the first console I got. I didn't get a PlayStation one. The first console I got was a PlayStation two. And before that, I was predominantly, well, pretty much solely, you know, PC. So, yeah, Dragon Quest was good fun. Dragon Quest was nowhere near, by the way, deserving on this place. But the the, the fun bit about Dragon Quest was that it didn't take itself particularly seriously. Some RPGs, particularly, you know, back in those days, didn't really have much of a sense of humour to them. And that can be an accusation that, is fairly level, particularly at older, older style RPGs. Dragon Quest, it was great. You know, it was all a bit of fun. You were running around, getting into getting into fights, building up your party, and it's a sort of game that I would introduce. My son Joseph is eight and a half. He would enforce the half, and it's the sort of game that I would start to play him with and say, "Look, this is you know." I'm not going to introduce him via Dragon Age. I mean, that's just not going to happen as much. As... <laughs> Although my father has no sort of filter in this. So he would quite happily go, yep, come and, come and watch me play Dragon Age, Joseph. I'm like, no, no, he is not allowed <laughs> to do that. So Dragon Quest, I think, deserves a place on the top 25. Probably near the bottom. But I do think that as an RPG that was a bit different, wasn't genre-defining, but it was a bit different. A giggle, no, not really replayability. But did I regret playing it? Absolutely not. Yeah, I've I've never played it, so I'm just gonna skip on to the next one and take you at your word. So the next one, and I would argue this is not an RPG. Number ten. Animal Crossing for the Nintendo DS is a simulator. Like, if Sims 4 is not on this list, then Animal Crossing sure as fuck shouldn't be on this list. Absolutely. I mean, no way. Absolutely not. I mean, in this, I think above everything else, okay, perhaps, no, that's not true. Having the Elder Scrolls Standard Edition somehow 14 places (laughs) is the worst thing about, the single worst thing about this list. But (laughs) after that... Having Animal Crossing anywhere near, not only okay. Firstly, it is not an RPG. It is not even close to an RPG, so it shouldn't be on this list. If somehow you, you, you squeezed it into the category of RPG, what is it doing at number ten? I mean, <laughs> what is it doing on the top hundred? I mean, it's no, just no. I mean, no. anyone listening to this. There are probably quite literally a hundred better games that we could recommend to you. To- You're telling me Animal Crossing is a better RPG than The Witcher. How dare you? <laughs> it, it's not just better. I mean, it, it's significantly better. I mean, The Witcher is right down the bottom there. I mean, you are the lowest of the low, the dregs. The Witcher is the dregs. <laughs> the world, Disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, number nine, we already talked about. So this is the Final Fantasy 12 placement on PlayStation 2. Fine. Whatever. 
it, it Final Fantasy takes up way too many spaces, like they all do. Um, number eight. Now I played the second version of this, not the original one. Um, it's Guild Wars MMORPG for the PC. I played Guild Wars 2. It's a very good MMORPG, very serviceable, very fun. It's still, once again, not a standard RPG as people would understand it. The experience is very different. It's about, like, multiplayer and, you know, going into dungeons and fighting with other people. Like, it's it's not about yeah. becoming a character and living its experience and making choices that determine the world. Like yeah. Again, like so much of this list, I mean, it just shouldn't be there. Mm. It's, it's totally different to say an rpg is about creating one or more characters that you're going to nurture love cherish live breathe in your case even cry over and <laughs> you don't you know there's no other human interaction i don't have to talk to anybody in fact as you say i close the curtains you know and i don't actually want to see anybody while i'm playing uh, yeah a, a deep game so you know for me as much as Guild Wars is fine, it's serviceable. I mean, would it make my top 10 MMOs? Possibly near the bottom, but near the bottom. Um, I mean, the thing about MMOs is World of Warcraft. I mean, yeah. where do you go? I mean, apart from that, there's no real point. Yeah, it's World of Warcraft. But I know there are fans. Listen, World of Warcraft is great. I would, I, I mean, we have a list and I'll, I'm sure we'll do that episode one day, but, um, I played City of Heroes and City of Villains for a decade. Like, I was friends with the developer. I was like, you get, that game is awesome. Like, <laughs> I got into it. Guild Wars is great. Guild Wars 2. There was a Matrix MMO. It was it's not this list. It's not this list. Not, not, no, but we are getting towards the top of this list because we've already done most of the rest. But we got one. Yeah, we've almost done it. Okay, so 7 is where they put the standard edition uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion for the PC PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, baffling. Um, then uh, number six, once again, how dare you? Paper Mario, the thousand year door for the GameCube. Not only is it Paper Mario, it's the bloody GameCube. Yeah, I mean, there you go. GameCube versus PSP. If you had to have one, which would you have? The PSP was portable at the very least. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I mean... No, Paper Mario is not an RPG. I'm so sorry. Like, it's not. Well, most of this list, most of this list is not. It, it and it's, <laughs> it doesn't deserve. Um, I don't think. I'll, so number number five, Legend of Zelda. We mentioned Twilight Princess. It's on there. It's it's not an RPG. Number two, finally, an RPG. So, or, sorry, number four and number two, both true RPGs. Not the ones necessarily that I would put in this order. But uh, number four is Mass Effect 2 for the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, and the PC. And then Mass Effect, the original, is number two on this list for the PC and Xbox. Now, I would switch that, personally, if you if you had to give them an order. Um, maybe even put Mass Effect 3 in there above the original. But uh, that's, I mean, it's a hell of a... It, but, but from the same people that made Dragon Age, though, and that's not on the list at all, it's baffling. Baffling. I mean, Mass Effect, again, yes, this is an RPG. Yes, this is going to deserving to be on the list of the top 25. It is obviously a more modern franchise. I think that because it doesn't have too much history to it, people can get into it and not feel like they, they're 10 episodes behind. I mean, if you were new to Final Fantasy now, it'd be terrifying. There's so much lore that you either have to skip or spend mega hours learning that it can be very intimidating. Whereas I think Mass Effect, being new like Dragon Age... Um, meant that people could get into it without feeling that, you know, they needed 15 years more gaming experience. I yeah, I think uh, it's a great game. It's, it's. I also think, a very original, it's a non-fantasy RPG. It's a sci-fi RPG. It's different from the other things on this list, which I think helps make it unique. It, listen, your, your actions had real consequences. Like, things would happen depending on how many times you made the same choices. It's pretty good. It's yeah, absolutely, yes, and it deserves to be on this list. And you know, no one's going to quibble over one, two, three in terms of ordering. Again, that that really is very subjective. I think originals generally hold a, a warm place in people's hearts. Uh, not if you go right back into like the eighties, because basically anything in the eighties or nineties was 
borderline terrible by modern standards. But <laughs> I, I think that there is always a, a nostalgia for the original. So I can see why people voted number one over number two and number three. I, I don't think you're going to go to war with somebody over that. I mean, No, listen, I'm, I'm just happy that the franchise is represented. Still weird that Dragon Age isn't here, but yeah. we have Mass Effect, so I'll take it. Uh, number three we already mentioned was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. It's not an RPG. We're moving on. Number two, Mass Effect for the PC. We just said, great, moving on. Number one, and I am so offended. <laughs> number one is Jade Empire for the original Xbox and PC only. Have you played this game? I have not played this game, no. I... So How is this number, how is this the best RPG of all time? I'm going to look up the... Uh, description to just see like what we're talking about here so um it's a computer game it is very highly rated on google four out of five stars um it was released in 2005 so it is not an old game really um and it is a bioware title which i've never played um and let's just uh do you not have a little do you not description of the of the situation. So it says it's inspired by Chinese mythology. Players control the last surviving spirit monk on a quest to save their tutor, Master Li, and defeat the forces of corrupt Emperor Sun Hai. The spirit monk is guided through a linear narrative, completing quests, and engaging in action based combat. With morality based dialogue choices during conversations, the player can impact both story and gameplay progression in various ways. Okay, so it's a Bioware game. It's got their morality dialogue. That's great. Why is that there instead of Dragon Age? Well, let, let's look at this. If, if, I'm not, if I'm not a panda, if I'm going to be a spirit monk in China, I want to be a panda. I mean, that, that's it. <laughs> I, I don't want to be human. This isn't the Pandaren expansion of World of Warcraft. But also, do you not think that great games have Game of the Year editions? Okay, ranking below standard editions, as we've already commented several times, but <laughs> great games have sequels great games have game of the year editions where's jade empire 7 you know return of the panda you know it's it's just farcical i mean it probably is one of those games that has a small but really strong cult following that voted you know they all voted for it this isn't even crowd voted this is like critics video game critics saying that this is number one no. I'm ba- I'm baffled. This is number one and not Knights of the Old Republic. Which is being, as I say, redone, and I am more than a little bit excited about that. Knights of the Old Republic came before this and after this. Yeah. So, like, there's a, there's a sequel that came place after this, and the original was before this game. I'm baffled by this. Yeah. I mean, and there, there are... I mean, the listeners to this podcast have heard us talk about Dragon Age repeatedly from several languages. <laughs> you know... I love Dragon Age. I've played them all. I've, I've finished them all um, several times. And yeah, I, I love them. But I think what's missing here, um, and you say they're, they're only review based, but if you go, if someone was to say to me, Mark, what RPG should I play out of everything? Almost certainly Planescape Torment would be the answer. It was very, very well written. It was funny. It was a really complex, interesting storyline. It is standalone, so you don't think, oh, I've got to play seven games beforehand and six afterwards. You know, we talked about Baldur's Gate and, and the very similar Icewind Dale. I mean, one of the original RPGs, Might and Magic. You know, I think there are 10 Might and Magics. Um, and again, four and five, genre-defining, because you could play four, you could play five, but if you owned four and five, you could play in like a crossover and switch between them and, and the game would change with you. So again, back then, that was absolutely incredible. Go back even further. Dungeon Master, the original Dungeon Master, you know, pick your four characters from the port various portraits in the Hall of Champions and go and, you know, put the Dark Lord in a, a fire cage. And it had a dragon at the bottom in the basement. You know, what more do you want? So here, I've got a couple of questions for you. As we, you know, I know we're coming towards the end. So I guess the, the question that you would ask any RPG players, if you were designing a single character, what are you? What race? What class? What is your, what is your go-to? 
I know I appreciate it changes from game to game, but in standard. So if if I'm playing on my own, yes. um, archer, like ranger type all the way, sneaky ranged usually if I'm playing by myself. If if I'm playing by myself, but I know the franchise, then a magic user, like a you know mage of some sort. But if, if it's a brand new game, I've never played it before, I'm not sure, then I'm going to make a sneaky ranger-like character. Now, if it's an MMORPG, healer. Why? Because tanks and healers are the boss of the party. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a wizard. You know, again, I'll go in as a wizard. I, I like playing as a wizard. And it's, it's being a tank has never appealed to me. I always want to use magic and joy. I think it's more complicated. I don't just have to wield a sword and smack things and smack things and smack things again. And I I think that it's a bit more satisfying. It's also a little bit more complicated because if you walk around the corner and an ogre's walking around the corner at the same time, you're going to die. Mm. It's pretty inevitable. And Mm. yeah, I I do enjoy that. And again, would you prefer a game where you choose one character and that's it so an elder scroll style where you are on your own for the entirety of the game or would you prefer one a dragon age style where you know you, you can have some companionship i like companions i enjoy the banter you know when you're going from place to place and they're having their own conversations like they did in dragon age inquisition that was amazing like, I really enjoyed that. Some of the banter, especially if you had Iron Bull in your party, it was hilarious every time, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think that the companions add gaming element. As I say, it also allows you not to be so dependent on your initial class choice because you do get to experience what it's like to be a sneaky archer. Mm. You, you know, you, mm. you get one. And balance it out a little bit. Well, um, just for final thoughts, I thought I'd throw in some of the games that I think are missing off of this list, like things that I'd recommend people play as a, as a baby RPG player. So Knights of the Old Republic, for sure. Surprisingly, um, I would recommend that people play uh, The Outer Worlds. Mm. It's really accessible, super fun, modern game, decent graphics, really fun classes, great companions. Like it's it's got everything. And if you want something that's even harder, then maybe play uh, Divinity 2 Original Sin. Ooh, yeah. Do you know, like... That's a that's a good call. I mean, Divinity 2. I mean, Outer Worlds is good. I, I think Outer Worlds is big. And I, I can I find big can be intimidating. Um, mm. I mean, I completioned this in 30 hours. Yeah. Like, but you have to know what you're doing. I have to say, you have to be a pretty seasoned and put the save points in the right places, and you know, like collect things and don't sell them. You know, (laughs) nothing more, nothing more frustrating than finding something early on, not realizing it's important, selling it for you know three silver, and then realizing ten hours later that I that you needed it again. Yeah, yeah, and not remembering who you sold it to, so you can't even go back and try to get it. (laughs) I remember in the original like Baldur's Gate series. If any of your companions died to a critical hit, they were they weren't just yeah. dead. They were they were removed from the game completely, and oh. it was horrific because you're like, I I need you Minsk and Boo. I didn't care about Minsk, but I wanted the I wanted the hamster. <laughs> doesn't, dude doesn't want a hamster. Um, yeah. So those those were things. We Outer Worlds and Divinity Two, great calls. Yeah, and and as we've said before, maybe some of the other games for the other franchises, like The Witcher Three and things like that, Dragon Age, we've said a million times. Like, but there's there are not the only ones. There are other games I'm sure we've just completely forgotten about that are just as good and important. It's just didn't occur to us at the time. Any final thoughts? No, I, I mean yes. My final thought is that this list is terrible. No one's yeah yes, and half, over half the games shouldn't be on the list at all. Um, and of those that are left on the list, yeah, it, it, it's criminal. You know, it, I don't understand. I, I'm not saying I am the world's leading expert on RPGs. So, I mean, how could anybody with a chick hat have any sort of standing in this discussion? But there are so many things missing. If I was to pick one game, um, apart from Dragon Age, which you and I both harped on about far too much, people will be, will be sick of it. I would tell somebody to pick up Elder Scrolls Four, probably. I think that's a really, really solid game where you'll get to experience loads of character development lots of choices okay there's no companions so that may be a plus or a minus depending on your your game style but we've already mentioned mm. dragon age if you want companions play dragon age 
talk about this. Um, but no, Elder Scrolls 3, Elder Scrolls 4, really solid game. You, you won't go wrong. I don't think anyone would dislike playing those games. Perfect. Um, well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel Gamecast. I want to thank Mark for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode are going to be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions or tell us that we're shit, just sound off in the comments or email us via retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. I promise I will get your message to Mark if you do. If you like what you hear, head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you'll be sure to get each episode as it's released. We're doing lots of these lists, so there's many more to come. Um, and just rate us, because that really helps our show. Until the next time, we'll see you later. Bye.